is Vivek Ramaswamy the conservative young face of the New World Order? You know who Vivek is, right? The 38-year-old entrepreneur from Ohio who has a big boy crush on Trump? Well, at least as far back as 2020, because that's the first time he ever voted. That's right. First time voter in 2020 at 34 years old. After doing it once, he realized he was ready for the top job in the land. Now, this guy has some pretty controversial ideas. Among them include wanting to raise the voting age to 25 and also requiring people to take a civics test to vote. But he's got some pretty great ideas, too, I'll admit, like shutting down the FBI, Department of Education, ATF, and IRS. It's like porn to my libertarian ears. But this dude has some pretty silly things on his track record, too, even sillier than when he performed an Eminem rap at the Iowa State Fair. He may say he's an outsider, but that's not entirely true. Sure, he's more of an outsider than his contenders, but that's not saying a whole lot since the Republican Party is mostly a bunch of swamp dwellers. So let's go through some of the things that are a little bit off about Vivek. First, he received a scholarship of $50,000 from the Paul and Daisy Soros Foundation. Paul is the brother of George Soros, the man who is the leading villain for anyone right of center. If that's not sus enough, Vivek didn't even need the money. He'd already made a million dollars from his work in hedge funds. His own self-released tax returns show a salary of more than $600,000 in 2009. He got into a heated exchange about this on TV recently. The host questioned Vivek about taking the cash since he was rich at the time, and especially since Vivek had previously claimed he took the money because he didn't have enough to go to Yale Law School at the time. Uh, a million bucks in earnings proves that wrong, I would think. So after this heated exchange, tit for tat, back and forth, Vivek blurted out, I didn't say I didn't have the money. I said it at a time when I had a lot less money than now. Well, slap my ass and call me poor. A lot of money could be considered less than what you have now, you billionaire bouffant hair baby. Even better, this fellowship money he received was dedicated to helping immigrants and children of immigrants. Sounds like Mr. I Hate Affirmative Action Boy was for it before he was against it. Must be nice to use all the cheat codes in the system and then strip them from everyone else, while defending your need to have earned it in the first place. Dude, just say it was wrong and donate the 50k to a charity and move on from this. That alone shows immaturity and how to deal with a PR crisis. Second, he paid Wikipedia editors to erase information about his Soros scholarship from his profile. The editor also says Vivek requested to have his work on Ohio's COVID-19 response team scrubbed as well. So Soros' money was okay, but he wants to erase it from his backstory. And the government's COVID response was wrong, but you worked on it, and now you also want it deleted. Okay. Did he really think no one would find out about this? I mean, he did it less than two weeks before announcing his presidential run. Third, we know about his China ties. In 2014, he formed Revoint Sciences, a biotech company in China. It eventually became Cinevant Sciences, which was described in a press release as, quote, a Shanghai-based biopharmaceutical company dedicated to bringing innovative medicines to China and advancing Chinese biopharmaceutical innovation abroad. He also formed Cytovant Sciences in 2019, which had a mission to, quote, become Asia's premier cell therapy company by discovering, developing, and commercializing new medicines that are uniquely suited to Asian patients. Now, I'm less concerned about his connection to China. Let's face it, a lot of our politicians are bought and sold for by other countries. 
And I'm more disturbed with him being a shill for Big Pharma. The dangerous side of pharmaceutical companies is a whole other issue for a whole other podcast. Nevertheless, not sure I want someone who made gobs of cash in pharmaceuticals running the U.S. COVID isn't over, and I don't need a man who thinks Big Pharma has the solutions making all of the decisions. Fourth, and probably my biggest pet peeve with Vivek, is he's an old Yale Law School buddy of J.D. Vance, the current United States Senator from Ohio. The biggest loser, flip-flopper, deep state establishment prick that ever existed. Fifth, without boring you with every inane detail, Vivek has deep connections to Republican controllers. His business was backed by venture capitalist Peter Thiel, a man who also hand-selected him and J.D. Vance at Yale to be a part of an intimate seminar of select students. That is some elitist conservative snobbery if I've ever seen it. Vivek is also linked to Leonard Leo, a GOP mega-donor who's used his money to influence and shape the Republican Party. Vivek is a board member on several of his groups, including Philanthropy Roundtable and the Federalist Society, which aims to pack the courts with conservative judges. Vivek is also a speaker Vivek is also a speaker at Tineo, a group that aims to connect high-powered conservatives. Other Republican swamp creatures a part of that include his colleagues and competitors Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. So with all these connections and swimming in all these circles, he isn't just some outsider entrepreneur from Ohio. He definitely has rubbed elbows with people and used it to get what he wants. Sixth, the Post and Courier newspaper reported that before launching his presidential bid, Vivek attempted, quote, to leverage his connections to gain access to lucrative contracts to manage pension funds. How much were these total assets? $39.6 billion. Enriching himself by taking advantage of people he knows, access that he has, and connections to get rich? Get richer? Well, that's the most politician insider thing you can do. Finally, Vivek was listed as a young global leader by the World Economic Forum. Again, the WEF is a big boogeyman for people on the right. Granted, Vivek did sue and fight for two years to have it removed, but it begs the question, how was he listed on it? Vivek says he didn't want it and had nothing to do with it, but it's really weird the WEF would just label him as one of their leaders if he didn't know it or want it. I guess the verdict is still out on this, but I don't want anybody having a connection to the WEF. Honestly, all the stuff I've listed is mild compared to the stuff that you can find most politicians. So at least he's a fresh politician. He's got less baggage, younger ideas, better delivery, and a smiling face to go with it. Not to mention that tall hair. So is Vivek the conservative young face of the New World Order? Likely, and he may not even know it. He may just be a passive boob who is looking to raise his profile, make more money, and increase his influence. Let's face it, he is an entrepreneur. Money is his guiding light. Or maybe he's a little bit more nefarious and secretly plotting to take over with the New World Order. I lean towards the former. Either way, it is hilarious to watch these old, stodgy establishment clowns getting hissy fits and temper tantrums with him on the debate stage, like he's just some moron. He's not. He's a billionaire entrepreneur. He's got to have some smarts to do that. I'm not a billionaire. They all take their swipes at him on the debate stage, but they just look like jealous siblings that are mad that he's taking up all the air in the room, getting all the attention. They're all competing for the same donors. They take the same gobs of money from the same or similar establishment folks. They're finger lickers, sticking it in the wind and seeing which way the wind blows. I mean, both Nikki Haley and DeSantis were also Tineo speakers. They're all searching for that right back to scratch, and when they find it, they'll fight to monopolize it. He's still better than all the other puppets on the stage. 
Haley wants to ban TikTok and ignore the younger generation while calling Vivek stupid. DeSantis recites talking points like C-3PO. Chris Christie is a tyrant who's mad that Trump realized he was nothing more than an angry, bitter, and fat New Jersey turd. Pence is like the old McDonald's fry you find under the seat of your car and wonder how this thing is still even around. Tim Scott sounds like an infomercial every time he talks. But they all look like backstabbers. They kissed Trump's ass to get something from him and used him for their advantage. Now they think they're better than the guy who made them. At least Vivek isn't jealous of Trump. He didn't use Trump's brand and policies to get elected and then screw him over. That would be DeSantis. Thanks for listening to Broad Thinking. Be sure to tune in next Monday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, and Broadion Social.